Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Again, God will fulfill His promise. One of the things I want to tell you is this, that, and in just a moment we're going to be op- uh, at, Genesis, uh, at um, Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 11 in just a moment. But um, one of the things I want to tell you is this, that God is a promise maker. God is a promise maker. But I know you probably say, well, pastor, so am I. Because <laughs> I'm a promise maker. And we all can say that we have made promises. But not only is God a promise maker, but God is a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper. And, and what we, we're not talking about man. We're not talking about even the, the, the person that you've seen consistently fulfill their promise is still not God. Because even with the best of intentions, we are limited in our ability to bring to pass the very thing that we've promised people. For just just real, something real simple. I'm going to meet you downtown for lunch at 12. You think you're going to be there, but you can't control Atlanta traffic. But see, when God says, I'm going to be there at 12, he can be there at 12, no matter what the traffic is. And, and so, so God is a promise keeper. He declares what he wants to do, and he follows through to bring to fruition the very thing that he has promised. And that's how he operates. See, for instance, he promised the nation of Israel would be delivered from Egyptian bondage. He promised that. And when you look at it, you have to understand the book of Exodus is about that promise being fulfilled because they were delivered. He, he, he promised Israel a land, and he had to raise up Joshua to bring them into that land that he promised. He promised that the shepherd boy David would be king. Although he was on the backside of the desert tending sheep, God promised. God said, that's the one. He was anointed by King, by the prophet Samuel, and he became king. And now we know of it as the throne of David. God promised, listen to this, he promised a prophet that a widow woman in the midst of a famine would feed him. And based upon the promise of God, the meal barrel kept giving out meal. And the oil couldn't do anything but give out oil. Now, see, this is what we don't understand. When God makes a promise, the very promise that he makes has the power to bring itself to pass. When he speaks a thing, there is creative power released in the fact that he spoke it. 
If God told the meal barrel, keep giving meal, the meal barrel just shows up and says, I'm here. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, too. It doesn't matter because God spoke it. And, and you have to understand, God, when he speaks a thing, that promise has the power in it that's resident in the promise. So whatever God has spoken over you, the promise itself has the power. Over in, let me give you another one. Over in the book of Genesis, he said that the, that, that the Lord is going to bruise the serpent's head. He promised a savior. That promise was so powerful, that promise made its way through 42 generations and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we call him Jesus, our Lord and savior. So God is not only a promise maker, but he is a promise keeper. Today we're going to look at a lady named Sarah. She's a bad girl. I'm telling you. Um, um, she was the wife of Abraham. And when we look in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter number 11, we see um, in verse number 11, getting right to it, it says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead was born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore. So we're going to look at her life. And what I want to do is just extract some things that I believe is going to help us because you and I need to know that God will fulfill his promise. First thing I want to tell you is this, very, very simply, very simply. If we're going to see God fulfill his promise, we have to trust the faithfulness of God. Say that. Trust the faithfulness. Come on, say, I must trust the faithfulness of God. Now, now, this text says in verse number 11 that by faith, Sarah herself also receive strength to conceive seed, to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Now, now, the word was so powerful that the word, that promise from God went into operation and caused something to happen in Sarah's womb. Do you understand what I'm saying? And enabled her to receive the strength necessary to conceive seed. Why is the question? Why did that happen? The latter part of the text tells us because she judged him faithful who had promised. So you and I have to trust the faithfulness of God. Now, notice the word she judged. She judged. Say that. She judged. She judged. 
Now, the word judge there is a very interesting word. It means to go before, to lead the way. It's literally the picture of you leading your mind in a certain direction. So this is the inference, that your mind, your thoughts are going in a particular direction, and what, she, what you're doing is you're judging, you're getting ahead of the thoughts and direct them to the faithfulness of God. That God is faithful. He's trustworthy. He's reliable. He's consistently dependable. So that means whenever I begin to think about the promise that God made me before any argument can set itself up in my mind, I'm already taking the fault. And I'm making a judgment and I'm telling that thought, God is faithful. Come on, say God is faithful. See, I don't know about you, but God's been faithful to me. Well, that's about, probably about 20 people. I said, I don't know about you, but God has been faithful. And see, what we have to understand is this. God is a faithful God. God is the one who is trustworthy. He has never broken one promise. Please understand, I've broken many. You've broken many. But God is the only one that says whatever he's promised, he's always come through. God is faithful. God is faithful. Sarah began to look at God and say, God, you are faithful. I wonder, you know, when I look at her life, how did she get to this place? Keep in mind, she was the wife of Abraham. And what she had observed coming to pass in Abraham's life, because she was the one, she was there in Genesis chapter number 12 when God showed up and on Abraham's life and said, this is what I'm going to do for you. She had been the recipient of God coming through time and time again. So now is not the time to give up and quit. She looked and said, wait a minute, I can't give up and quit now because I've seen what he said come to pass. So I know that he is faithful. I'm telling you, you've seen what he said come to pass. And so now you know he's faithful. You can't talk me out of this now. Look at somebody and say, you can't talk me out of this now. He's faithful. So I'm judging him. I'm judging him. I'm getting a hold of my mind, and I'm judging him faithful. Jot this scripture down. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. That same verse, uh, in, back in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 11, I want to look at it in the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation, it says, It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. She judged him faithful. Here's the next thing. So we got to trust the faithfulness of God. But the next thing is this, we have to depend upon the power of God. Sarah had to depend upon the power of God. Come on, say depend upon the power of God. Now, for this, let's join the narrative in Genesis chapter number 18. 
Genesis chapter number 18. Flip over there and let's look at that. It's okay to read the Bible in church? All right, okay, good, 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 good. Genesis chapter number 18. Look at verse number one. Genesis 18 and one. It says, Then the Lord appeared to him, this is Abraham, by the terebinth trees uh, of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So this is the, the Lord appearing to Abraham. Skip down to verse number nine, Genesis 18 and nine. It says, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life and behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, now, here's the angel. The angel said, Sarah is your wife is going to have this child. Now, look at what happened. Let's look at the description. Verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. Stop. When the Bible calls you old, (laughs) it's one thing, you know, know, when the Bible calls you old, you're old. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just so you wouldn't mistake what they were talking about. Look at the next phrase. Not only were they old, they were well advanced in age. You know what that means? That's real old. Real. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Look, look at some of that, some of that. That's real old right there. That's a nice way of saying, you know, you've got your A-A-R-R-R-P-P-P card. In fact, you know, they've sent you everything, Medicare, Medicaid. They've sent you everything because you're real old right now. You, you, you. <laughs> so, 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 so they're sending you the magazines and stuff now. All right. So, wait a minute. And then it didn't stop there. Listen to this. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. You, you know what that means? Okay, she's old. And then it says she, she's real old. And then she's beyond the time when you start talking about having some babies. You know, I know there are those of you right now, you know, I'm, oh, my clock is ticking, my clock is ticking. I tell you what, you know, how old are you? I'm 27. You'll be all right. My clock is ticking, my clock is ticking, I'm 37. You're going to be all right. My clock is ticking. My clock is ticking. I'm 43. Woo. My clock is ticking. My clock is ticking. I'm 53, Pastor. Anybody <laughs> got time for that? Now, 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 my, 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 my clock is ticking. My clock is ticking. I'm 65. Don't even play. <laughs> Don't even play with me. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. 
the text says that they were old, real old, and well advanced in years. Wait a minute. God will let the, your ability to fulfill the promise pass by. So you cannot say, I did this. There's no way that Sarah and Abraham could say, well, you know, it was just, you know, we, we, had, we, we were able to bring this off. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. So, so, so it says, what God will do, he will make sure that you have to depend on his power to bring his promise to pass. Do you understand that? Come on, say depend on his power. So what God did, he said, look, I'm going to make sure that you get out of the way so there's no question as to who did this. Ooh, I don't know who's in here today, but that's where you are right now. God will allow a seemingly impossible situation way beyond your resource, your ability, your networking, your cash flow, your influence. To br- and he'll say, wait a minute, I got you just where I want you. Now, now I'm going to make it happen. Thank you, Lord. Now go after it. Lord, you should have told me that when I was a few years younger. Ooh, somebody just laughed. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. You're not alone. You're not alone. Look at verse 12. Here is the response to what the angel, what the Lord said. Verse 12 says, therefore, Sarah, what? Within herself. That's what you do when you're talking about you are that old. And you're talking about having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see, some of you right now, God said, I need you. Now is the time to start the business. <laughs> you want me to do <laughs> Now is the time to step out and do what I asked you to do. <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm saying? So what God is saying, I need you to get to a place where I know that the only way this is going to be done is you depend upon my power. Sarah laughed, laughed within herself after, and she said, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord also being old. Now that's grown folks stuff. Y'all know what all that means, all right? I don't have... That's, that's, it means what it means. It's grown folk, and that's what it means. It means that's what We're going to do what? All right, now let me go on. That's enough of that. I'm just saying what the text says. I'm just saying, just read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. Rick, all I'm doing is just reading what the Bible says. Now, we're going to do what? She, she said, now, you do, okay. <laughs> and that's what she's doing. She's just like, <laughs> oh boy, I tell you what, <laughs> what was in what, what they just ate that would make them say such a thing? And the Lord said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, uh, shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? 
And here's he, he, verse 14. Here's the question. Here's the question. Yell, yell that out. Say it again. Is there anything to... Now, this time, I want you to put emphasis on anything. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? You know what I need right there? If I could just have it like I want it, I'll go, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I just go, mm -mm 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 -mm. I mean, just get me some shout music right there. Because why? Because I know that I know that I know that God's power is at work. This is not contingent upon me. So again, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Then I just pull up my band. One, two, three, and. One, two, three, and, 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 and stop. Stop. Now, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. So now, keep in mind, here's the progression of what happened. Is there, she's laughing. And then the angel said, is there too hard for the Lord? And this is the inference. You don't realize who you're talking to. How do, I'm not looking at this from your perspective. I'm not, in, in, be rest assured, when I made the promise, I didn't factor your power in this at all. I didn't factor your ability to make this happen in there at all. I just need your obedience and your cooperation. Just rely on my power to bring to pass everything that I said. Again, the question is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And what's the answer? All right, all right. All right, all right. Got me a little Pentecostal band over there. Hold on. Now, 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 now. Since I'm not depending on you. I'm not depending upon you. You need to depend on me. I'm not depending on you to bring this to pass. Because I realize, this is God speaking. I realize, girl, the power of my word. My word is so awesome. If I said it. Again, it has the power within itself to start creating what I want. You don't believe me? Light be. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Earth. Let there be a firmament in the midst. That's the kind of God that we serve. And he says, is there anything too hard for me. Don't you dare put your superimpose your resources on my promise. God could say, God could say, this is what I'm going to do. By, by, by September, I'm going to pay off all your debts. And, and, and now, wait a minute. You're sitting there and you start calculating. Now, I know I got a car, I know I got a bank. You know what I'm You see how we automatically 
put ourselves in the equation. God is not asking you to put yourself in the equation in terms of ability to bring to pass what he said. Listen to this, listen to this statement. Your power will not bring to pass his promise. Say that. My power will not bring to pass his promise. I know that you're well networked. I know that you're well educated. I know that you got the hookup. I know that everybody knows you're on this side of Atlanta. But what God has to bring through your, to your life, He's saying it's too, it's too, it's way beyond your networking ability. I'm going to use it, but I'm not depending on it. Neither should you. Go on and finish, Johnson. Now, now, so he says here, is anything too hard for God? And the answer is no. God always wants us to depend upon his power. Come on, say, you can do it, Lord. Come on, just come on, say you can do it, Lord. Come on. See, that's when you start bragging on him. God, you can do it. You, you I've never seen anybody like you in my life. You can do it. You can make the crooked places straight, the rough places plain. Every valley shall be exalted. You and you alone have the power to create anything that I need at any given point. God, you can do it. I just brag on you today. I honor you today because you are not the tiny God. You're the great I am. Anything that you desire. You see what I'm talking about? So you begin to give God praise simply because of his power. There's a word that we use from a theological perspective to describe God. It's called omni, no, potent. Omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. Okay, let me, let, me, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish in this Presbyterian church. So now, so now, in this Baptist church, I'm sorry, what are we today? All right, now, 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 I told you we have to trust the faithfulness of God. Secondly, I told you that we have to depend upon the the power of God. I believe that this is the next one. I believe that this is where a lot of people are right here. And here it is. Here's the third one. Let me go ahead and give it to you. We have to understand the timing of God. We have to understand the timing of God. Look at verse 14 again, and then we're going to skip. Verse 14 of chapter number 18 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time? You see that? At the what? Appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. We've got to understand the timing of God. Look at chapter number 21. Genesis chapter number 21, verse number 1. Don't miss this. Verse 1 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he said. God keeps his promise. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Now, I'm going to give you permission this one time, or maybe not this one time, but to be a thief. You want to be a thief today and get away with it? Yes. I know you've been wanting to steal something for a long time. Let's, let's steal this verse. 
Let's steal verse number one, where it says, Sarah, I want you to insert your name. Let's read it out and declare it together. And the Lord visited Billy as he said, and the Lord did for Billy as he had spoken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say that's mine right there. That's mine right there. Come on, do it again. And the Lord visited Billy as he had spoken, and the Lord did for Billy as... You understand that? God will do what he said. He's going to fulfill his promise. But look at verse 2. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. Next phrase. At... Oh, at the what? Oh, I got to understand the timing of God. At the set time of which God, of which God, of which God had, which God had spoken. See, listen to me. It's like this. It's like this. When God speaks a promise, attached to the promise is an appointment. God has the promise on his calendar as to when it's going to be fulfilled. Before he speaks it, he knows exactly when it's going to show up in your life. And so at no point is God wondering if it's going to show up. This is just a matter of timing. Oh, you got, oh, God, let us hear it. Let us not just get excited about it. Let us hear it. This is just a matter of timing. Some of you right now are in between. In between God having spoken and the manifestation of what he said. But what you don't have to, what you don't realize is this. That, uh, that promise has attached to it a specific time that it is to be fulfilled. Case in point. God told Abraham, your seed is going to be enslaved for 400 years. Lord, why is that? Because I got to grow them. They're going to go in just a few. They're going to come out a nation. But when the clock struck 400, God said, my promise, my promise, my promise. And so he sent Moses in to make sure that he was on schedule. That the timing was right. Listen to me. When it is time to fulfill God's promise, God will release miracles. He'll do whatever. He'll release 10 plagues if he need to. He'll move whatever needs to be moved to make sure that everything he said comes to pass. That's why you can never, never, never count God out. He always has the power to bring it to pass. But wait, wait, wait. A part of the timing is this. God preparing not just the promise for you, but you for the promise. There's preparation that has to go on right now. If God were to release the promise to you, are you ready for it? So what you can do in the meantime is this, Lord, here I am, I'm ready. I'm I'm, I'm showing up in class every day. 
in the, in the class of the Holy Spirit, allowing him to show you what needs to be done in you. Because listen to me, he's more in, in interested in developing his character in you than just giving you a promise. So that when you get the promise, you'll look like him. You'll walk like him with the promise. You won't get out there acting like you acting with the promise. You understand what I'm saying? So he has to begin developing in you that thing that is necessary so that as you walk with the promise. You, listen, 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 listen. When you have the promise, it's just on you. It's just on you. It's just, you, can't, you can't deny this. It's just, I'm blessed. I can't. It is. What, and, and, and this is the thing. When that character has been developed in you, you can't unlearn it. I'm this now. What are you talking about? Transformation. He's transforming me so that when I get here, I am totally different than what I was over here. So right now, what I'm getting ready to walk into, I'm not, I'm not enamored by who, this one and that one. I know who God is. I'm not moved by what you have. I know you missed and Mrs. Big Shot, but it's all that. I serve a great big God. And listen, I've, you know, I've seen him do amazing things, so I'm not so impressed with you. I'm far more impressed with him, and I'm willing to give him glory in front of you because I know that he did this and you didn't. He did it. You didn't. You didn't. So I'm cooperating. I'm cooperating. I'm letting him do in me. He's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen, when he begins to do that work on the inside of you, you begin to be a carrier of the promise. You begin to walk around with that thing and you realize God did this. God did this. So please, ladies and gentlemen, trust the faithfulness of God. Depend upon the power of God. But you know what you got to do? Understand the timing of God. I don't know what time it is in your promise. Ooh, some are closer than others, but I'm here to tell you, you're closer than you think. Go ahead and give him glory. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.